Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. That's Arthi. That's Noor. And you're listening to The Reality Is. That scene of uh, Jill Zarin's dog licking her nostril. Oh, no. Remember that? Yeah. My dog just gave me a proper lick all over my face. And guess what, bitch? I didn't mind it. So fuck you and you talking about how dogs should not be doing this or doing that. Okay? I'd rather have my dogs in my bed than any of the humans in this house. Okay? That speaks, that says a lot about your humans. Okay? (laughs) Okay, first of all, I'm going to do the spineless chicken shit thing that I do, which is I'm going to blame Taria. I'm going to say... All Taria. that dog hate. I mean, if, if Lisa Vanderpump had heard you, oh my God. It's okay. Nobody's listening to her anyway. You guys are the ones that go to China and eat the dog meat. Oh I just God, know. no, no. <laughs> No. Oh, my God. What is that place again called? Yunnan? No, what is it? It's a Yuhan festival. Yuhan, yes. No, we're, all we think about is Wuhan because of the fucking Wuhan. coronavirus. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. I Yulin, apologize. Yulin Festival. Yes, I apologize. You are the sponsors of Yulin Festival. <laughs> no. Probably by okay. advertising no, and all no. of that. Oh, my no. God. The amount of hate you had for that poor dog. It was it was a perfect pod. I listened to all of you talk and I was like, this is so much fun. I'm feeling so left out. I wasn't there. Obi is there. You guys had so much fun. I was feeling so much formal. And then you ended with all the dog hate. And I about jumped through my car to just choke all of you out. Okay, first of all, uh, again, okay, apologize to-, to Harold. He's right there. I'm so sorry, Harold. Okay, I, po- I apologize, Harold. I apologize, Bella. I apologize to all of our pod pups. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, okay, so culturally, you know, what you do is when you're hosting somebody and somebody's mm-hmm. your guest, you have to make them feel as comfortable as possible. You know, and then sometimes which literally translates to sometimes you just have to yes along with your guest. Okay. So and now so you're blaming I'm Taria for it. Fully blaming Taria. Taria Meanwhile, you were like, yeah, I hate dogs. <laughs> and Taria too. You are Listen, all shit. we were trying to say was Lisa Renna is gross. And I'm sure everybody else who's got who's like a clean person who doesn't have mm. rats crawling over their Karen Huger phones in their kitchens, maybe they're not giving people worms when they touch their dog's belly and then go to the fridge. But Lisa Renna, mm-hmm. the chances are pretty high. Who's grosser? Lisa Renna or MJ? Oh, I'm pretty sure. I'm gonna go with MJ. The hand. See, that is worse. I okay, listen, I apologize to the canine community. <laughs> Okay. And the canine adjacent community. Okay. Yeah. But you know, I don't really take it back. <laughs> you said what you said, like Crystal said what she said. Yeah, I said what yeah. I said. I'm not going to walk it back. You can't make me. 
Okay. <laughs> I will blame somebody I'm, else for it. Yeah. But I'm not going to walk my feelings. No, back. no. Those words belong to you, Missy. And you are going to, <laughs> you are going to experience the karma of that. I am not. I don't need you to walk it up. Walk it back. Those You said it and now you live with it. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Is the podcast over? Are we in a fight? Over the dog. <laughs> okay, how was your birthday? Happy birthday. It was awesome. Thank you. Thank you for your gifts. And it was so awesome. I got all the different hormones from Tiffany, <laughs> Tiffany Moon in the candles. I, you got me serotonin and caffeine and a couple others. And they are they smell awesome. It's really I'm good. So I have one. Uh, the serotonin is the one I lit up. And it's next to my bathtub. Ooh. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you, everybody, for all the wishes. I know a lot of folks wished and I would I was just lazy. <laughs> what I did was basically for my birthday I did nothing. Literally Perfect. nothing. I didn't cook, I didn't clean, I didn't do I didn't lift a finger. I just lay in bed and just stared at TV. So that's Perfect. what I did. So I didn't even lift my uh, fingers enough to say thank you to everybody online. So thank you though. I it I really appreciate it you can just blame me but also say, i'm growing old so i'm kind of dealing with that yeah you, I, I was gonna say you could have blamed me and said you were too traumatized with the canine hate and then you couldn't I, get out of bed and do anything yes, on your that, birthday yeah yes that happened too <laughs> well um well i missed you a lot on the last episode but the last episode was really really fun this episode we're going to talk about married to medicine shots of sunset and rehearsals of potomac mm-hmm. married to medicine is finally finished finally and finally finished and can i just say yeah i'm liking karen karen is amazing he's he's got such an awesome sense of humor and he's sensible. Excellent. So sensible. He is way more articulate and so much better at this than his wife. Yes, because he's actually just being himself. Yeah. Whereas, and I, I think that if Anila was to be herself, she's probably very likable. But yeah. I think because I, you have to be right if you're married to a guy yeah. like that. Yeah. I'm sure you they have, have like great I mean, banter. I'm judging her through his lens, and now I'm liking her. Yeah. It's like you know how you find like if this person, if this really nice person is with this person, yeah. this other person, there yeah. must be something about them that is super nice too. There's got to be something. Yeah, we just don't know. We haven't seen it, Vanilla. Yeah, so Vanilla would be like real with everybody. I think that we would see. Now, who's not sensible, obviously, is Scott. What do you think about the wrath of Scott? So I have so many thoughts. Let's start with one thing. Scott is a liar. Yeah. Through and through. He's yeah. a Jax Taylor. He's a he's just liar. He's a doctor. He's Jax he's Taylor MD. He's a doctor MD. Jax, yeah. Jax Taylor MD. <laughs> he's a dipshit. Contessa is a powerful woman, but... She also approaches it with a lot of passive aggressiveness. They both are talk to each other with so much passive aggressive stuff. Yeah. Then they don't address it right away. When somebody's yeah. passive aggressive with you, when Contessa says, I would just want to protect you from the wrath of Scott. If I were a normal person, Scott, I would say, what do you mean wrath? Why would you say that? And make that an issue. But she explains it and he ignores it and they swipe it on, they sweep it under the rug. I know 100% that when they went back to the hotel room, that was a huge blowout fight. Absolutely. But they don't address it in the moment. They are passive aggressive to each other constantly. Mm-hmm. Contessa says, I don't want you guys to put him into a corner because then his wrath will come out. But the whole episode is putting Scott in a corner. 
not just by Contessa saying, I, you have told me 10 or 15 lies. lies and I don't know which one to believe. And Karen saying the same thing and all the women saying the same thing and Andy saying the same thing and saying, I don't understand. They're all pushing him into the corner and he's going to take it out on Contessa. It's almost like Contessa wants to get it to that point so she can for once and for all say, this is abuse and move out. I mean, Scott got himself into a corner. Let's oh, just Scott is the one all. who is responsible for everything. I'm for not sure. blaming Contessa but for it. I'm just trying to rationalize how a smart, accomplished woman like Contessa could still stay in that confusion. I think that Contessa, what she did during the reunion was she wanted everybody else to see the stuff that she's been talking to them about. Uh-huh. Because she said at the end, I just hope that now everybody believes me and stops blaming me and telling me that I'm the reason why I have all these issues in yeah. my marriage. Yeah. Because I get it. She is a very opinionated, tough lady. I know because between me and my husband, I am the more, I'm the louder one and I'm the more social one and I'm the more mm-hmm. opinionated one. And most, if, if I know this, I know that if for some reason my husband and I were to break up, like we joke about it all the time. I'm like, if you ever cheated on me, they would still blame me. Like they would just say like, oh, it's because she's so mean and she's so loud. Who's they? Who's the world, though? society, right? Like our friends, Desis. probably. Not even Daisies. I think like a lot of people would say like, oh, well, she's tough to be around, right? Because I have a lot of opinions about things. Well, you and- hate dogs, but. <laughs> How dare you? My husband's going to cheat on me because I hate dogs. <laughs> no, sorry. Ridiculous. I didn't mean to. Make light of the situation. But, but I understand what you say. Contessa, I think what she said at the very end was really telling when she said, now I just hope everybody will believe me when I tell you that this is what I'm dealing with at mm-hmm. home. And because she said that, I think what she's trying to do is say, now if I leave the marriage, mm-hmm. you guys know why I leave the marriage. It's not because I'm needy and because I'm too high maintenance or because I'm too aggressive. It's because Scott is not a believable person and Scott is unwell. But she also says like, I'm his biggest cheerleader and I want him to do well. I think that at some point, Contessa saw something in Scott that she thought this is the person for me. But it might be that as Scott, as Contessa has gotten more and more success in her life, that mm-hmm. Scott has gotten more and more distance from her. That's like a very real thing that happened. So I almost feel like she did this whole thing to say, now I can leave my marriage without people saying, oh, it's Contessa's fault that it didn't work out. Yeah, but also I think Contessa comes from a family where she did not see mm-hmm. the way her father lived, which was even worse is the worst kind of parent you can be, the worst kind of husband you can be. And compared to him she's yes. constantly comparing my other men to him so compared to him yeah scott is probably pretty decent yep and he's decent with the kids and he and her don't understand each other from what i can tell scott has not necessarily cheated on her no but he has probably had emotional emotionally disconnected from her yes um she can feel it he can feel it they don't know how to talk about it but it feels like a betrayal to her but at the same time she's like i i will put up with it if he will be a decent parent to my child if he hasn't really cheated is that something serious enough for me to just because he doesn't listen to me or doesn't pay me attention is that serious enough for me to break 
break up the family. So she's weighing all of this around. And she's also trying to prove to the rest of the world and the women around her that she's not he is not as cool as they think he is. Yeah. And she is not as mean as they think she is. Yeah. So she's trying to change that perspective with the friends group. Having said all that, this is such a toxic, toxic relationship that mm-hmm. I don't know if it is doing more harm to the kids or good for the kids for them to be together. Certainly not doing good for her. He is playing dumb. I think he understands, but he's playing dumb because he is quite incapable of... We don't know Scott's background and what he grew up with and what kind of role models he grew up with. I have a feeling... He He truly doesn't know how to handle it. Mm -hmm. And all he wants to do is protect himself from public ridicule. So all he wants to say is that make up stories so he can just get through that particular moment of issue. And that's it. So which is why like Jax, he lies a lot and there's no consistency in his stories because he just wants to get through this moment and this issue and this scene and get over it. Yep. And then he'll deal with it afterwards. Deal yep. with all the fallout mm-hmm. later. I agree. Unlike Cecil and Shut Simone up, and like Jackie and Curtis. Fuck you, Curtis. Even Jackie and Curtis, there was a lot more desire with the group for them to get back together. Mm-hmm. In this one, it seemed very much like we are just here for both of you to be as happy as possible. But Toya says at the end, mm-hmm. sometimes you have to think about the damage you're doing to your children by mm-hmm. just staying together. So Toya you have to is the together. one that, that held Simone and cried to her and said, yeah. you cannot leave Cecil. Yeah. And she was the one who was with Jackie too. She was yeah. talking to Jackie about it. All the women huddled around the other women when they were going through the same thing with Contessa. They are like, no, cut him loose. Yeah. They were even trying to keep Dr. G and um, Quad together. They yeah. didn't want Quad to divorce, even though there was actual cheating there. They didn't want Quad to divorce. But in this case, they are like, no, this is not normal. This is not okay because you are not even talking the same language. You're not talking to each other. Well, it's also because the men don't trust him either. I think with Dr. Exactly. G or with, yeah. Simone, or with Cecil or with Curtis, they have a relationship with those guys. I think... I think that once they realize that Scott is a liar, they're mm-hmm. kind of like, we don't want to back this horse. Like, yeah. I'm not co-signing this. Yeah. You know, with, with cheating, with somebody like Gregory or Curtis, you can talk about why it happened or how it happened and whatever. But I feel like with lying, it's like, I don't even know. You're not even being honest with me about yeah. what happened. So how yeah. am I supposed to defend you as my friend? Yeah. So I think that's where they're losing him. They cannot keep his story straight. How would yeah. they help him if they cannot even, they don't even know how to keep his story straight for him? Yeah, exactly. They can't trust him. So they can't yeah. help him. I thought that one of the interesting things that came out from this reunion was the disconnect from last season to this season happened because they had all this drama during the reunion and then they went back to Atlanta and COVID happened. They kept talking about how they hadn't seen each other. They hadn't gotten a chance to hang out with each other. They never hang out when the cameras Mm -hmm. aren't rolling. So Mm -hmm. I think that that's probably why some parts of it felt so random and like staged this season. Yeah. I'm just glad the season is over. I'm ready for I it to be too. done and I'm ready for them to get a regular start, hopefully, if the pandemic doesn't mm-hmm. restart because guys, it might. Yeah. Okay. So there's some rumblings of it happening right now. My mask is back up. Oh, yeah. Mask back mm-hmm. on, baby. Mm-hmm. All right. Shaz of Sunset, let's touch on it real quick. So I have to tell you, 
that I believe that my theory about London mm-hmm. being a production plant is becoming truer and truer every True. single episode. Every day, every day. There's a preview for like a commercial for Shaws of Sunset that runs between episodes, like uh, between uh-huh. like in the middle of other shows. And there's one point that they always go to, which is Nima saying, we need a fucking stand-in a therapist. therapist for this yes. all the time. Yes. And yes. I was like, oh, that is London. That meeting that like date thing that she did with Nima and where she's mm-hmm. wearing, hearing, wearing the that was like piece. I was like that was is it? like a whole production. seven yeah that was like seven to eight minutes nine minutes of just it no was but that's actually a... what production does right production actually does that they put the earpiece yeah. in the cast's ear and tell yeah. them what to do the girl that he met with was mm-hmm. so comfortable in front of the cameras like she knew what she was getting into she knew what was happening yeah she was not at all she didn't look awkward or anything meeting with uh Nima it was just no. so yeah, it was, it was all. It was very fake. Yeah, don't try. Production is trying so hard to give Nima a, a, a storyline here with London. I don't understand it. I think they're just getting, they're running out of content because the rest of the group keeps fighting too much. They're not talking about real stuff anymore. Like, yeah. I think it's just a matter of they didn't have enough content. I mean, we've yeah. had now two episodes, two episodes where we've seen slow motion footage of Destiny cleaning a car. Yeah. So I think they're running out of content. I stumbled upon something mm-hmm. online. Mm-hmm. You know how last last um, season she kept saying, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah. This season it's all about Alu, Alu, Alu. Well, yeah, that's how she, they say hello. Hello. Yeah. Well, she's coming out with the whole big jewelry line called Alu Jewelry. Okay. A-H-L-O-O jewelry designs or something. And it's all alu in gold filigree and alu earrings and alu everything. Unless it has a potato on it. I'm not interested. <laughs> That's our kind of alu. <laughs> That's our alu. That's a Hindi alu. Not yeah. a Persian. Not a Farsi alu. I, it's not pronounced alu, but that's how I'm saying it. But yeah, I know it's slightly different than that, but I'm pronouncing it alu as in potato. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever. Like, I'm just, this season needs to be done. I'm, unfortunately, again, makes me uncomfortable to say this, but Gigi is actually very correct in reading the room when mm-hmm. it comes to Paulina. Yeah. Paulina is the worst. She's now yelling at the group and saying, I can't trust you and be open with you because then you're going to use it against me, which is basically she's blaming Destiny. Saying yeah. Like, oh, I opened up to Destiny and then Destiny used it against me in my relationship. Yeah. So now I don't want to be around them. Yeah. That's why Gigi freaked out. That's why Gigi yeah. was like, why the fuck are you texting us about what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you're not even part of the core group. You don't talk to us. You're the yeah. Mike's girlfriend who may or may not be there next year. Why are you texting us about some random shit just as production is starting? You're starting some shit paulina is thirsty as fuck paulina's thirsty and gigi's right gigi's right why couldn't paulina be complaining to this group but also complaining to mike and just creating all this um drama for no reason because half the time she cannot film so she's creating all this drama to revolve around her yeah and gigi is like i'm tired of her she's not but even if it wasn't during filming i think gigi's really smart in how she's seeing this because she sees if you get involved in the relationship in the middle Mm -hmm. because she's gotten unfortunately she's gotten pulled into mike's bullshit in the past yes she knows that if a couple is together and you start to sympathize with one of them and then that couple gets back together 
you're the asshole. Yeah. And that's what Gigi's basically trying to avoid. And she's getting mad at Paulina for dragging them all into it. Yes. And unfortunately, it scares me to say that Gigi is correct. Yeah. yeah. I want this season she, to But I did want to see more of... Why haven't we seen so much more of Reza's mom, though? She's funny. She is funny. I agree. She is funny. I would have won. I would have loved to see Reza's mom and MJ's mom go at it. Be yeah. the aunties of that show. I know. We need actually maybe Shaz of Sunset needs an auntie makeover. Like we yeah. need to see the aunties together. We need to see like Mike's super prim and proper mom who's like the mom. Reshma of the group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With her troubled son. Yeah. So Mike would be Vishal. Oh my yes. God. This is so real. So real. Oh my yeah. God. And Paulina is Richa. Kind of. Yeah. Richa's not thirsty. And Gigi is Anisha. Gigi is Anisha. Oh my God, you guys. Who are MJ and Tommy? Uh, Hello, Bali and Bali. Yeah, the big guy. What's his name? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, what's his name? Mali. Oh, Mali. Oh, Mali. Oh, Mali. I was gonna call him MacGyver. And then, yeah, yeah, it's a you know, Nima is Brian. Like, and then. And then Amrit is uh, um, uh, Reza. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, he is. <laughs> but Reza has the best mom. Yup, 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 yup. That's true. That's true. Oh, my gosh. By the way, Richie D got me an Amrit cameo. Thank oh, you, did. Richie. Yes. And he said, uh, you should have turtle time and have a great turtle time. And he's like, to be honest, I had to look that up because I didn't know what that was. <laughs> Like, we oh, have to send it to me it's later. About, yeah, it's Ramona. Yes, Amrit, it's Ramona. And he's like, the reality is I've heard a lot that you guys are funny. I have to listen to you guys. I haven't listened to you. I was like, Amrit, I wanted to write to him and say, Amrit, you Wait, can you send to- it to me? I'm going to post yeah. it to our Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I will. All right, All right. let's talk about Rehouses of Potomac. Okay, again, so oh, funny. I love them. I love... I love them. I love them. I love Karen. I love all of them. They're all right. They're all wrong in so many different ways. Yeah. Every scene there was like one minute I would be like, Wendy is so right. And the next minute I would be like, Wendy, shut up. <laughs> yes. That's actually been the whole thing. Like the whole episode I've been watching and I'm like, hey, man, this person is likable. Oh, my God. Shut the fuck up. Like that's been the whole thing. Like so that we open up with this nude interlude nipple party and Mm. we do get a confirmation that wendy did in fact get a brazilian butt lift giselle and karen are still going at it and then karen casually starts to come for robin for like no reason (laughs) no because karen says robin this is a between me and giselle don't get involved and robin said no but you can't just say that you what do you mean sing thing you are coming for just i'm just asking what that means you and so she's like well I'm getting married to about you. Yeah, it's like what, what? Those two thoughts have nothing to do with each other at all. But then, of course, Mia sticks up for and then kisses the ass of Giselle, <clears throat> and we learn more, more about Mia. Yeah, uh, we meet Mia's husband, and okay, Mia Who is- looked creepily like um, Portia X Simon. Yes, yes. He looked like Simon. He gave me major Simon vibes. He was like a mixture of like Simon and Ray. Yeah. He was like a Simon Ray hybrid. His name is yes. Gordon. Yeah. And Mia is doing a typical first season housewife thing where she is trying to pretend to be somebody that she's not. Like mm-hmm. 
she comes in and she's making cupcakes and she's got her, she's doing her conference call and she's got her full face of makeup on and all this stuff. And even her husband is like, what are you doing? Like, you don't have to, I think that's why he keeps getting annoyed with her because it's like, I don't know what you're acting like, but this isn't what we do at our house. Mm -hmm. And you could very much tell, but what I loved about it is it got really chaotic. It was proof that you could try to be somebody that you're not, but your kids are always going to set you in your place. Yes. <laughs> it's like, you know, when Ashley's like, oh, Dean loves Michael. And Dean is yeah. like, fuck off, fuck Michael. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, Dean is so kind. And Dean walks out and he looks at Karen and is like, get <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <sighs> so I also hate that Mia's doing, Mia has a really annoying voice. Yes. It's very grating. It's like chalk on the wall, kind of. It is chalk on the yeah. wall. Yeah. There's something Yeah, about but I her can't voice. quite tell why exactly. So I think it's one, I think she's got the new teeth and she's got yes. lips that are so big that I don't think that she knows how to talk anymore. It's like the Gretchen problem. She reminds yes. me of the way Gretchen used to talk where like Gretchen's lips were so big that she couldn't put her mouth together when yeah. she was talking. Yeah. So yeah. words just sounded ridiculous. That's yeah. what Mia sounds like. Also... She has like a – she purposely talks like a valley girl right now to sound cute. Yes. And I really fucking hate it. Like I think she likes – or to sound younger. Yeah. I don't believe that she's 36, by the way. Mm. No, no fucking way. No. Mm. She was not born before 1980. I mean, she was not yeah. born after 1980. Yeah, no that is – again – rough 36 if it is that's a rough 36 sister candace is doing all kinds of stuff she's shooting a pilot she's getting her mba she's being a bonus mom she's making her album did you hear her new song no apparently it's really good it's good yeah that's what i heard (laughs) i heard that it was really good it was cute it was on bet i mean she's doing Um, all of the things yeah and you know good for you she was on netflix she was yeah on the holiday channel or hallmark channel or whatever i like, think brown dick is doing a good job being a husbander chris is really the only one who can manage giselle i mean sorry yeah. oh just candace. sorry candace and giselle by the way and giselle. But, <laughs> but at the same but he is right he's like i'm not managing her business i'm managing her yeah and her expectation which is obviously true she is a nightmare and only he can manage her and you know i think she's a nightmare but i think that i think she's emotionally a nightmare but i think business and like work ethic wise and she is putting her mind to something you can tell she's a really hard-working girl yeah she put she's a doer she's a doer but i can also see that because she's such a doer if things don't go her way she could very much set the whole house on fire yes yes so i I think chris is just here to like take the matches out of her hand Yes. And the <laughs> knives and the plastic knives. <laughs> the butter knives. The butter knives. Yeah. Uh, Ashley's at home. Her mom visits her. Oh, that God. was such an odd, odd, odd conversation. Ashley, what are you doing still with Michael? Like, why can't he go without sex for a few months? What's I, I, wrong? I He's an old man. You need to stop what? talking to your mom and us And talking about the to holes. your mom about anal sex. What are no, you? No, and then, oh, I'm not, she's, she's I mean, like, I have other holes. Yeah, That's all she, she said. She, see, I just, I don't want to know about the holes that, as she says, her husband bleeps and bloops her dick into. Like, I don't want to do that. No. I don't want to know. And, and her mother is like laughing and she's like, okay, there's sex positivity, but there's also like too much, man, Ashley, too much. It's too much. And it like, it, you could tell PMI, it's a lot of, PMI, well, it's PMI. a lot of overcompensation. And it made me really sad yeah. because she, 
she her mom comes in and the first thing she says is Michael picked up my phone call on the first call like the yeah. first ring yeah. it's like I just I can't imagine that being like your litmus test of like is your husband good but also my husband rarely picks up my call yeah it's not a compass no it's not and I and don't pick up my husband's calls because no. I see him calling I know exactly what he's gonna ask the lid is right next to that box <laughs> that you just opened up it's right there just look open your fucking eyes yeah do I have to come downstairs and open your eyes for you too yeah I know it's gonna be an annoying question <laughs> But it, she, I only pick up if he calls two or three times in a row. And he only picks up if I call him incessantly. Because that's when we know this is something urgent. Yeah. And that I need an answer Otherwise, for. it's usually Otherwise, it's message. like you're just annoying. Just text. Yeah. But she also says, oh, Michael said that last year was so rough for me. So he asked me to get some help because I had postpartum depression. I was like, we're not going to blame postpartum depression on why your mm-hmm. life was hard. Like, yeah. it was your husband putting his penis where it didn't belong. That's yep. why your life was and hard demanding, last year. And demanding sex at all times. And demanding sex at all have, times. Even though you couldn't have sex at that point. Yeah. It was bananas. Mm-hmm. So then we see Giselle's house. And even her best friend Robin says, this bitch's house is hideous. <laughs> yeah, this is something wrong. And Robin <laughs> didn't even have words. She just went the emoji, shrugged head, shrugging. Shrug and she's like... Shrug emoji, but also Robin. Glass houses, baby. (laughs) Their townhouse is cute. Townhouse is not built by her. It's okay. I know. I know. She lives there. The other house that they're building is cute, but it's not done yet. I know. All right, we'll see. But I could tell Robin walking around saying, not going to do that. Okay, not going to do that. I could tell Robin wasn't seeing something and she was like the wallpaper and she's like, ooh, oh, going to do that. But oh, gold plumbing, gold plumbing, gold faucet. And she's like, not going to do that. Yeah. And then she walks into the purple room and she's like, yeah, let's get a drink. And she's like looking around. And I'm thinking... See, okay, this is she's judging. Thinks. Everyone yeah. thinks Robin doesn't do anything, but you guys, you have to pay attention to Robin. Robin does yeah. stuff, and it's very funny. <laughs> I also was living for this recap phone call that they had with Candace on Facetime. You, to tell wait, Candace wait, 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 hold on. Before you go there, let's. We are still in the West Wing. Do you, do yeah. you think the Versace bedspread is something that got broken into? No, I think it was taken out and put on the bed for the shot, and then folded neatly and put away to be sold resold later at some yes time. and i think that the versace bedspread was probably it's, more like a it still has tags on it it's all no I'm well first of all i don't even yeah. think that it's real yeah it's probably mm. like a bursachi Burs- <laughs> uh, i wanted to see the pink chair that she sits on you know in the other show the china burner yeah chat room thing Okay. With the fireplace behind it. I didn't see it. I'm good without seeing it. <laughs> I haven't seen it enough. But I now, wanted to see Robin's reaction to it. It should be I'm pretty boring. sure it would that be the same thing, which would be like, can we go get a drink? I asked for my drink. Can we go get my drink now? <laughs> I don't want to have to keep looking at your insane furniture. Yeah. So they call Candace and they tell her a recap of what happened at the nude interlude. And this was like a very realistic conversation to me. And this but also was, why- it was one sided. They didn't say what Giselle said. 
They, they didn't. only said what Karen's. <laughs> but it cracked me up because here's why I like Giselle. And I know Giselle yeah. is a monster. The reason why I like Giselle is even though when she's fighting with someone, she acts all high and mighty. Like, how could you say that? <sighs> Later on, when she's repeating what that person says, she's yeah. actually saying it with humor. Like, she's yeah. cracking up. She knows this is funny. Boxing. And it ha- she knows this is a show. She knows how it's going to show up and how it's going to just be awesome on the show. She knows it. And yeah. I think, and um, uh, uh, Karen knows it too. Giselle and Karen know what they're doing. I don't know if Karen fully knows it because then when we see Karen sitting and talking to Ray about what happened, she tries to get all into like, I'm worried for Giselle's heart because she lost everything in the divorce, you know? And oh, it's like- Karen knows exactly what she's doing. Karen is doing that <laughs> to show that, look, I really care about you, Giselle. This is their back and forth. I she pushed, uh, pushed Giselle too far. Now she's going to pull her back in. This is the dance that they do. It's such a good this dance. This is the dance. That, it's a good dance. We know the dance. And it's uh, Ray knows the dance and Giselle knows the dance. They're going now, to dance. did you hear about why she said Sing Sing? She said on Watch What Happens Live, she said she thought Sing Sing was a loony bin because of, well, this other rumor. Yeah, right? so that's she what you're says, talking about. Right. So she says to Ray, I was just worried for Giselle's heart because, you know, she lost everything during the divorce. Now, the rumor is at the time that Giselle was getting to mm-hmm. was set to get married to mm-hmm. Jamal, Jamal mm-hmm. cheated on her and allegedly gave her a venereal disease. Mm-hmm. And then they had to call off the, the wedding, but then they mm-hmm. called it back on. They got married. And this is why Giselle's father was not at her original wedding. Right. Now, the rumor is that once they got a divorce, Giselle checked herself into a facility of some sort because of mm-hmm. for her mental health. And Because she had little babies. She, she had, had little, little babies. Ba- she, she was, literally yeah. had like a three-month-old or something. Yeah. Her kids Three-month-old really twins. And that's when yeah. he cheated on her. Yeah. So Karen is basically, I think, alluding to that in some way. Now, she's going to deny it. She's going to say, mm. oh, no, I was just making a joke. But this is mm. what Karen is doing. Yeah. Which is like, yeah. you know, it's Karen is not great. But at the same time, Giselle, you said that Karen hates her husband's You, dick. You... you but also, Giselle said, I'm not going to hold back anything. I'm going to talk about the real stuff. That was her telling Karen what she was going to talk about. So Karen had to preemptively do all of this because Karen was like, oh, no, you don't talk about my real issues. If you're going to do that, I'm going to start with this. You know, my favorite thing about when Karen and Giselle are fighting mm-hmm. is that Karen just tells Giselle to shut up. Yeah. And Giselle doesn't care. She's like, she just goes big eyes. And she look gets here her and eyes there. get bigger and her words get louder. Words louder. And then she goes about eating. Did you it's, see in that original fight, they fought and then everything calmed down. The chef came and said what the food was about. And Giselle and Karen were eating. Okay, and I then loved it. They, they sat yeah, across they just the went table back. from each other and yeah, licked Wendy's nipple cupcakes. Yeah. They're this the is best. What, this is what Beverly Hills needs to learn from. Yeah. I think uh, Sutton needs to come to this class. Yeah, she does. We meet Wendy's family. Okay, her sister got some work done too, right? Okay, yeah, let's talk about Wendy's family. Now, Wendy's family, the entire, it wasn't just Wendy that got a glow up. The whole family got a glow up. And now the mother Uh is coming in trying to be Dorothy. Yeah. I was like, ma'am, you guys need to stop producing. The yeah. only the only honest person I trust in that family at this point, the only real person is Eddie. Mm-hmm. My notes just said, God bless Eddie. Yeah. Then Wendy tells her whole family, I love what I do, but I'm not sure if it's what I'm passionate about. And then tells everybody that she's getting into candles. So, you guys. 
you got four you got four degrees yep you have so much to offer yep you could be a spokesperson yeah on tv which is mm-hmm. what you wanted to do last year mm-hmm. but now you're going to do robin's business <laughs> robin who can barely get out of bed she's selling hats you're selling candles <laughs> What's next, Wendy? Are you going to buy a bunch of tractor trailers like Robin did that one season that we never found no, she's out what happened sell, with that? No, she's going to sell like a, a water of some kind, like a... Oh my God, like diamond water? water? Diamond water, infused water, Nigerian water. Oh my God. You go from hats to candles to water. You're not even doing handbags. You're not doing perfumes. You're doing candles. Why? Candles. It's the most... It's like an oversaturated business. Why would you do something that doesn't even... So Tiffany Moon did candles, right? Yeah. She does a whole bunch of other things too. But she had her own spin to it. Yeah. And she ha- her husband owns hotels. So she has avenue or a yes. vehicle to get her products out yes. into the consumer space. It works. Yes. Like, Wendy, you can't rely on your swipe up as a housewife already on your second season. This is not mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Like, I don't know who gave Wendy this suggestion that she should start this business, but my God, I was shocked. I was like, you went through all of this shit to just become a basic bitch housewife? Like, yeah. this isn't real housewives of OC, honey. Yeah. Even Ashley hasn't decided to sell candles. And Ashley doesn't do anything. Yeah. You have four degrees, Wendy. Ashley, it's placenta, but that's... That's... Her, that, she does. Yep. <laughs> But come on, Wendy. And then again, on a, on a different level, I sort of understood her too. She's like, I love candles. I want to make candles. I want to go into the consumer product business. But it is not what I trained for. It's not what people expect of me. So I feel like I'll be judged for it. And she's right. We're judging the shit out of her. Well, we, exactly why I don't. I know I will be judged when people find out that in my workplace and in my <laughs> okay. thing that I'm doing a podcast, they will be like, oh. But you're okay. not quitting your job to do that. That's true. That's yeah. true. I would never do that. This is just one aspect of my brain. Yeah. But. It's not even like Wendy is saying, I've, I've started this new thing. As like a supplemental hobby or something, you know? She's like, She's I don't know if I'm passionate is- about my work Yeah, as like a TV analyst. So yeah. now I'm going to be more passionate about candles? Yeah. It just, there's a disconnect there. I'm not saying she shouldn't do a business of her own. This just felt such a disconnect from the narrative that she's building. Yeah. If she said, hey, somebody came to me, they had a thing, I put my name on it i created a candle because i love candles i'm gonna do that on the side that's fine but to build it up into something that is going to be her dream and this is what she wants to be and do yeah and then it's candle it's just that it doesn't make sense is all so we are judging you we're absolutely judging speaking of judging let me tell you who's the most judgmental on this show wendy no (laughs) giselle's daughters and i love it they're not judgmental they are they are the judges. They They're are the judge and jury. Judge of and life. jury. They have verdicts. They have they remind- given their verdicts on their mother. They're like, Mom, just shut up. You know who they remind me of? They remind yeah. me of the scenes of like Mama Joyce, Bertha, and Aunt yes. Nora. Yes. Bertha, right? That's her name? Yeah. 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 Candy's aunts. Yeah. They're yeah. like the best aunties. Like even the way yeah. they're looking at Giselle when she's talking, they're like, shut the fuck up. Like we we don't give a shit about what you have to yeah. say. <laughs> and then they just like read their mother. 
They're yeah. like, you have bad taste. Yeah. You're terrible at dating. You don't you even know how to break us- up with people. And who are you to tell us about relationships when we have seen you stumble through a million of them? Yeah. It's like we've all been here, us three yeah. and the rest of America. So stop it. Yeah. And, you know, again, yeah. this is where I like Giselle because Giselle, mm-hmm. Giselle just laughs. She knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In those situations, she owns it. She's a it good mother, funny. though. She is a good mother. She's not <laughs> – she knows, She takes care of her kids. and she's, She does. She has raised some really good girls. I won't take that away from her. But the girls are also right in saying their mother is full of shit. I would love to be Giselle's friend. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Okay. You do you. I would love to have an afternoon with Giselle and Robin and we just laugh over shit. Yeah. So you become Giselle and Robin's friend and I will will stay Karen's friend because I already believe I am. (laughs) And it will make for interesting conversations. You know what I'm really proud of? I'm, I'm proud of the achievements that Ashley and Candace have made in their career, their tenure as housewives, where now they get to attend parties and sit on the side and eat and drink and just watch other people fight. I felt they so were happy like, for them. They were like, they were like Sheree walking into that house. She, they were like, ooh, and they were like eating their, <laughs> eating their chips. <laughs> Ashley was eating, and and Karen says, Ashley, I love watching you eat now yeah. that you're pregnant. Yeah. Ashley has this all piled up food. <laughs> She's like, this is delicious. I just love it. I love so like them sitting next to each other made me laugh because the camera keeps cutting to their reactions as right. Mia and Wendy. I'm are fighting. so glad they were together in that they were sitting together next to each other. The Mia way they were looking at each other as they were yeah. watching the fight, I was like, mm-hmm. I know they're not friends, but they could be like the next generation green eyed bandits, but not. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I just felt really happy for them. I was like, I hope you guys watch this and go, hey, look at that moment we had. We bonded. Yeah. Yeah, I because know. Because we weren't right? in the middle of the drama. <laughs> we weren't in the middle of a stupid, stupid, stupid drama. And oh, I was disappointed that Robin and Giselle didn't show up for this. Yes. They could have been each other's couples. That's true. So Karen has... I this- bet Robin and um, Juan, if they played the same game, it would be a different answer for each of those questions. I don't think that Robin and Juan talk to each other. Yeah. I'm like, convinced that up. they don't. Yo, wake up. Yeah. I will say Karen's lo- uh, love lunch... Her little mm-hmm. her invitation made me made me laugh because it was just like an invite box with a bunch of Ferrero Rochers, which are by the way the key to every Daisy woman's heart. Oh, yes, the we nuts. love those stupid gold balls. The gold balls and the nuts and the chocolate is just—it's not too sweet. Yes, like most American chocolates are mm. too sweet for me. Um, they're not too bitter like a lot of European. It's just right. It's just right. If somebody mm-hmm. comes to your house with a box of Ferrero Rocher, mm-hmm. you know, they mean business. Yeah, they mean business. I love this lunch because, again, Karen is really, really trying to tell the world that she and Ray fuck. And I just want Karen to know She's that like, nobody uh, is... All, all the different positions. I'm like, because you get stuck in one and your hip starts hurting and your legs start <laughs> I, I know that, Karen. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Because, you know, you can only be in one position for a while before the your hip snaps out or your, you know, knee <laughs> pops out and you have to move. I understand. You have to adjust all the time. Yeah. But also, like, it's it cracks me up because, Karen, your husband is like a million years old. You complaining at some point to your girlfriends that he's not giving it to you enough because you yeah. have like a 25-year age difference makes mm-hmm. sense. Like, yeah. But that- we did... 
that adds we, up. It's fine. But we did meet Karen's pillow this episode. We did. He's I like, why are how, there so many pillows on the bed? And then I loved how the music just stopped and it <laughs> zoomed in on that one pillow in the middle. <laughs> gross. So at this party, Mia and Wendy have words. You know, Mia, again, by the way, Mia, we don't need to know this much about your vagina, ma'am. Yeah. We need to, no, stop it. These ladies are just getting to know you. We know more about your vagina than how old you are. Yeah, but also, Wendy's not wrong. I mean, Mia, if you truly are Karen's friend, then you shouldn't be aligning yourself quickly to Giselle. Mia was too quick to be yeah. sucking up to Giselle. She sucks up to Giselle, but then Karen tells her that Giselle has wished death upon Ray. <laughs> It's so silly uh, because they flash back to the comment and it's so silly. But like, this is what cracks me up because both this Karen is from and- episode. This is from season one, by the way. Yeah, that was season, season one. one or season two. It was it's so just- way back when Ray hadn't had his bankruptcy and he still had some cachet yeah. of giving advice. <laughs> yeah, it's just so funny because this is why I love Karen and Giselle. They both think that they're so funny. They're so above it. But then they will pull out some nonsense that is very silly and be mm-hmm. like, that hurt me to my core. It's like, yeah. it didn't. And then I love that Karen is like, you know, my kids were young and they were really, really hurt. They cut to the kids. The kids are like in college. <laughs> the kid's like 25 <laughs> and the other one's 19. Like, no, yeah. the kids weren't yeah. that young. Yeah. Mia changes her mind because she's been told that Giselle is a death wisher on her. Yeah. And Wendy's like, okay, so you changed your mind after knowing somebody for one second, but you also were up her ass after knowing her for one second. And first I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, Wendy, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But then Wendy just keeps going. And I'm like, you need to also like chill out, Wendy. Yeah, make your point. Move back. Let her dig her own hole. Just, you know. The girl doesn't know her own age. Like you don't need to do anything. Wendy needs to learn the art of Ashley Darby, where yeah. you just give enough information, you start it just enough, and then you sit back and let them figure it out. Yes, that's actually, I have to say, Ashley is very good at that. Ashley is very good at that. Yeah. She will say something very innocently. People don't even remember that Ashley is the one who started the topic ever. Yes. It's always, people forget it was Ashley who started the Monique and Candace topic or uh, Monique and uh, what's her name um, Shasha's topic and everything yeah. every other fight it's always Ashley who starts it with an innocent question and then she sta- stands back and watches them destroy each other and Wendy needs to learn that Wendy yeah. needs to learn. it's an art Wendy it takes a while it, degrees don't help with it neither do candles but you need to learn that <laughs> Yeah. Also, Mia is so dumb. Like, it doesn't take a lot. So they go to play this game, and it's so silly. They play this newlywed game. I have to. I have. I'm still stuck on candles and the fact that Wendy's mom was so bothered by her quitting her professorship, but now is not bothered by her candle business. She has debt to repay, and she's making candles. I think that in immigrant minds, it's like if you're not going to be a doctor, yeah, you might as well go do something stupid like sell candles you know what i mean it's like oh well you already broke my heart so now at this point i don't give a shit if you live on the street it's like one of those things i think but also immigrant mind would say do something where you can make enough money oh i think that she knows that she's making enough money with the show okay yeah fine okay proceed they're playing this stupid game and again all of it is to make us think that karen and ray are just constantly boning 
So they mm-hmm. ask everybody what the best, what their favorite, every, their partner's favorite position is. And this made me laugh because Mia and Gordon write missionary. But before they write that, Mia turns to Candace and says, how do you spell that? And Candace looks look at her and go, uh, you need to take the T out of that. <laughs> At some point, Mia had spelled the word missionary, but with a T in it. And she says, we do that all the time. And she's so proud of it. I'm like, uh, okay. If that is her favorite position, how did they do that in the Waffle House bathroom? Ew. And why did you need to get your vagina redone if all you've been doing is having missionary missionary sex? There's so many questions. Do you think that Mia was a stripper or a bartender? Oh, stripper. Yeah, which is fine. Own it. Which is fine. Now, do you think that Ray will leave Karen for Katie if given the opportunity? 100%. (laughs) If Katie would be open to it. Ray would invite Katie into there. He would fax her and say, come on over. (laughs) He would send her a fax. (laughs) Say, Katie, I'm the black Bill Gates. Come on over. When they're cutting to them setting up for this love lunch, Karen's mm. like, Ray, where are you? And then he's like, I'm in the kitchen cooking. Just kidding. I'm not cooking. I'm just messing with you. And he does it in this way where he's like, I've made the funniest joke I've ever made in my life. It just cracks me up. Like, good one, Ray. You really keep things spicy around here for Karen. <laughs> Giselle keeps saying Ray is gonna die soon. Jay is gonna die soon, and it, it, it talk about it as a negative for Karen. But... <laughs> Karen can't wait. <laughs> Karen's like Ray. Do you want to get up on the ladder over there? <laughs> no. Are you insinuating she's planning Ray's murder? <laughs> Not murder, just like accidental no. death, yeah. like T'Challa she's and gonna, the fans. She's, She's gonna, she's gonna help him along. Is all I'm saying. Oh um, Especially after he said Katie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Somebody's gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> I do have to say that Wendy during the Newlywed uh-huh. game came off really weird to me. Uh-huh. That's where I was like, okay, Wendy, it's even making your husband uncomfortable. Even your husband's yeah. like, bro, let me just get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, my friend Juan's not here. Nobody's uh-huh. here. I don't really. I'm not. There's a bunch of old dudes. All I've got is Chris Bassett and another turtleneck and blazer. Like, what do you want me to do here? Right. I do agree that, like, it's so stupid. Again, it's like, Wendy, you don't have to do a lot to come off like the winner here. Yeah. But you look like a loser right now. Right. But you're also not wrong in that Mia is very well, dumb. I, I do I do feel at some point Eddie is going to be like, okay, enough of this. I don't want to be part of this anymore. Because I feel like he looks so bored. Yes. Doesn't he look bored in yes. all of the scenes? He looks He's uncomfortable. Like uncomfortable and bored. He's like, he, he was enjoying it last. I thought last season he enjoyed it some more. But this season he looks bored. Maybe it's just been two episodes and we can't really yeah. tell. But it I just, don't see him talking to anybody or bonding with anybody. He's just looking uncomfortable and sitting there. Wendy is the center of everything there. Yeah. Wendy's trying too hard and it's very it's very obvious. And it makes, uh, you know, it makes you look like a dodo bird on your second season. Mm-hmm. But we also have to remember that Wendy was a person that screamed at Ashley within meeting her of like three hours. Yeah. So maybe this is just who Wendy is. I'm excited to see Wendy and um, Karen get along and how that happens. That's the part that I'm waiting for. I think my favorite line from this episode was when Ashley said, Karen always has a new face. Yes. <laughs> to baby Dean. 
I was like, she's not wrong. This is why Ashley is on the show. Yeah. Ashley, yeah. just divorce Michael Darby and move on. Stop, so, stop making want us you think about sh- you guys yeah. together. We want you on the show, but we don't want Michael. And we don't want that relationship. And I don't want to hear about how you have sex, how well he's doing or how worse he's doing. And ugh, I don't want any of that. When she's talking about how things have gotten really better between her and her mom and Michael. And she's like, they even hugged once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, where is the bar for Michael Darby? Is it underground? Yeah. Is yeah. that where it is? It's in a grave. Michael Darby also needs to get on that ladder with Ray. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Look at us. We're just murdering a bunch of house husbands. <laughs> but also, Michael Darby, there's so many more years of him to go before Ashley will ever have be Ashley. I don't know. I feel like... Uh... I don't know. She's gotten two babies out of that. I feel like the end is near for Michael you Darby. Think you hope so. I hope so. Well, well, that's it for this week. We did have a Family Karma episode last week, but we will have one this coming Friday. But next week, I'm going to be in Mexico. What? Yeah. But I'll be recording. I'm taking What do you mean you'll be recording? You're not watching while Why on not? vacation. You're going to watch? Yeah. Is that all you're going to do? <laughs> like yeah, that's I don't have to do anything else. <laughs> you're like, that's part of vacation. But this is, recording is a lot more. I'll see. And it's not just recording. It's all the editing. So that's Yeah. Part. I mean, if I'm sitting poolside and I have a mm-hmm. drink in my hand, I can't guarantee mm-hmm. how good it's going to be. Yeah. So, okay, we'll talk to you how on do, Friday. How, what do we say? Do we say Happy Eid? Okay. This is the big Eid, right? Technically, they call it Buddy Eid, but it's really not. Why? The more exciting Eid is always the Eid after Ramadan. After Ramadan. Because that is like... You like you fasted for a month. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This one, yeah. they're just like, let's just slaughter some animals and move along. Yeah. It's so a very traumatic going... Eid growing up. Yeah, it is. I remember it being traumatic. It, it's very traumatic for the Muslim kids, too. Because <laughs> you're like playing with a goat and you like yeah. name it. Oh. And then two days later, the goat's gone. And you're eating it. And nobody tells you. that That's the goat that you're eating. That's like. The one that you put a sweater on. Yeah. Little Abdul. Why did you why did you let me put a sweater on this goat? Uh. Okay, we'll talk to you on Friday. Bye.